Hello, and welcome to the Atypical Wedding Officiant. I'm Christy Brooks, an officiant, pre-marriage coach, and honeymoon travel specialist with Brooks Wedding Ceremonies based out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. I hope you enjoy today's episode. So today I want to talk to you about wedding day nightmares. I mean, we've all seen the viral videos. We all know that they happen. And quite honestly, those videos can be pretty terrifying, especially if you are planning your own wedding. And I'm betting that if you are planning your own wedding, that you've probably woken yourself up from a few nightmares yourself. Well, as an officiant with years of experience behind the scenes, I can tell you with all certainty that it doesn't matter how well you plan, no wedding day goes without a hiccup or two. That's just the way that it is. And the truth is with so many moving parts that go into the most important day of a couple's life, something is bound to go a bit sideways. But there is good news. You know, there is or there are ways to prevent a wedding nightmare from crashing your wedding day. And that's what we're going to be talking about today for wedding day nightmares solved. So the first nightmare that could happen uh, should you not prepare for it not to happen is um, going to come from friends or family members. You know, we all have them in our lives, those friends or those family members that like to cause drama. And it's not uncommon for a couple getting married to have very opinionated friends and family members that don't um, support their relationship or don't support the marriage and just have their own um, ideals. They have their own you know, opinion of, of everything. And honestly, nothing is more stressful for a couple planning their wedding than those types of friends or family members that don't get along. Um, especially on that most important day of your life. For some reason, sadly, weddings can somehow bring out the worst in human behavior. So how do you avoid that? If you have concerns that a friend or family member drama might rear its ugly head at your wedding um, without keeping the culprit off your invite list, if if that's not an option, um, maybe it is, but if it's not, Um, what are your options? What do you do to prevent outbursts and very, very uncomfortable situations? Well, first you could consider having a sit down. Um, Just ask them to leave their opinions and their outbursts and negative vibes at the door. Um, When you have this sit down, I really want to encourage you to do this together as a couple. It's really important that both of you are present during this meeting because the two of you being there will demonstrate the seriousness of your concern and it would also present a united front. So the second wedding day nightmare has to do with the moment that you share your personal vows. I mean, you have taken the time to both write what's on your heart into beautifully written vows uh, that you plan to share on your wedding day. But what happens if you find that you are too emotional to share those vows in front of your friends and family? So, I mean, obviously your wedding day is the most emotional day that you'll ever experience in your lifetime. So it's understandable that it can be overwhelming for some to share their personal vows in front of those that they love. But the good news about this is there is an easy fix and you can prepare, um, in advance for this. 
So what I would suggest you do if you have concerns or even if, if you don't, because you never really know what's going to happen until um, the big moment arrives and it's time to share your vows. Um, I would suggest that you have your officiant ready to share your vows on your behalf should you feel that you are going to be too emotional and that you won't be able to get through it. Um, you know, before handing it over to your officiant, you know, just take your time, um, you know, take a breath and uh, take a moment. It, it's okay. No one is going to leave um, because you are getting emotional. It's one of the most beautiful moments actually during a wedding ceremony. So, you know, if you find though that it's not going to help for you just to take a breath and just for you to take a couple moments, if you really feel that you can't um, get through it, make sure that you let your officiant know ahead of time that you might need them to step in on your behalf. Uh, when you have them share your vows during the ceremony, um, it will sound something a little bit like this. It will sound like, Alex, Kaylee wants you to know that, and, and, and so forth. So they are, you know, sharing it um, as if, you know, they'd be actually reading your wedding vows, um, sharing it on your behalf. So this way you can still be able to have the advantage of sharing what you've written to one another. Um, but, you know, if you feel like you can't go through it, there's no reason why um, you can't have your officiant share it on your behalf. Um, you put a lot of thought and a lot of love into those vows, and you deserve to have that moment, whether you do that personally or whether you have um, your officiant share them for you. So the next wedding nightmare I want to talk to you about um, that hopefully you can prevent is forgetting to bring your marriage license to the venue. So I'm sure that I'm not the first to tell you that the last 48 hours before your wedding will most likely be a blur for both of you. You know, you've got so much going on. You've got out-of-town guests visiting. Um, some are family members as well. You haven't seen them in forever. So you've got a lot of catching up to do. Um, but you'll also have a lot of last-minute preparations that you're going to be making for your big day. So being forgetful is really a given. But forgetting to bring your marriage license to your venue is a real problem. It's, it's a more serious problem because it has to do with the legality of your marriage. Um, and that's because when you have a wedding, when you are officially pronounced as married without a legal marriage license present, it makes the ceremony illegal. So how can you avoid it? How can you remember to bring that marriage license? Um, well, other than common sense and making sure you have it in your car or giving it to one of your parents, um, maybe your uh, coordinator, maybe your mistress of ceremonies, um, giving it to somebody else, um, that is a great option for you. Um, but you could also get that to your officiant as soon as you are able. You could make arrangements to get it to your officiant um, well before the ceremony or maybe even at the rehearsal. Um, just so that that very, very important legal piece is handled properly. So what happens if you are unable to get your marriage license to the venue on time? Um, you maybe live too far from the venue. Maybe it's in a different state, your home, wherever that is. And there's just absolutely no way for you to get it back in time before the ceremony to start. 
um, you know, what are your options then? Well, in this case, again, because when you are pronounced married, you have to be pronounced with the marriage license in the presence of your officiant. Um, this means that your ceremony will have to be revised. Uh, so your officiant will need to remove the official pronouncement along with any additional references to marriage, wedding day, um, that you're getting married, those types of things. Um, they need to change it in such a way that your ceremony will be um, revised from a marriage ceremony to a commitment ceremony. So if you've hired a professional officiant, they will be able to make those required changes on the fly. I've had to do this on a couple of occasions and you know don't be concerned that anyone is going to know the difference because if it's done right and a professional officiant will know how to do that if it's written right it will be done in such a way where no one will be the wiser so you don't have to be concerned about that um, now if you've asked a friend or family member to officiate for you you need to know that it's also their responsibility to modify the ceremony as well um, and a lot of couples don't understand that. Um, a lot of couples don't know that their officiant, whether they be a friend or a family member or a professional, that they are responsible for the legality of the wedding. And that means they are not permitted to pronounce you legally married without that valid marriage license. So hopefully you won't be forgetting your marriage license but if you do know that um, not all is lost you can have the wording changed so that it is more of a commitment ceremony and then when you have some time to get together with your officiant and sign that paperwork after the fact um, you'll be able to officially be pronounced married then and again if it's written in the right way um, friends and, and family members won't be the wiser. Lastly, I want to talk to you about a wedding day nightmare that also has to do with the marriage license, and that is making a mistake when you sign your marriage license. So mistakes made on that marriage license is a fear that many couples do have. And again, with nerves at an all-time high during a wedding day, it happens most, more often than you think. So what is considered a mistake, first of all, when signing a marriage license? It can be signing or printing the wrong name. It could be signing in the wrong spot on the license. It could be crossing out or using whiteout over mistakes. In some cases, it might even be because you're using the wrong color of ink, believe it or not. Um, the county clerk guidelines are very, very different, um, especially in the state of Michigan. Counties are very, very different, and there are some counties that require black ink. So um, seeing a marriage license come back to them in anything other than black will get that license rejected. So how do you avoid a mistake um, when it comes to the signing of your marriage license and the completion of it, making sure that it's properly completed? Well, your marriage license packet will have um, instructions included on how to complete your marriage license. So reviewing that information carefully may prevent you from making a very simple mistake that might cause the county clerk to reject your license. So a rejection, what does that mean? Um, most often it means an impromptu trip back to their office um, after the wedding for you, your witnesses, and the officiant. And you know we all love road trips, right? But that's probably one that you don't want. 
early in my career. It's something that I did um, because it was signed in the wrong township um, and the county clerk caught that. And so we all had to make arrangements on a, another day the following week to all meet up. We all had to take time off of work. And I'm telling you, it's just a, it's a headache that you don't want to have. So when you get your um, marriage license packet from the county clerk, make sure that you read the instructions very carefully. Um, and if you're having a friend or a family member officiate your wedding, it's really, really important that they also review that information as well. But that being said, human error still exists. It does happen from time to time. But the good news is that solving a mistake on a marriage license might be easier than you think. And that's thanks to multiple copies that you'll most often get within your packet. So thankfully, in the state of Michigan, nearly every county provides a, um, well, they, they provide more than one copy most often of a marriage license. One is to be left with a couple. Uh, most often that's a keepsake. And then the other copy is typically filed with the county clerk. So because mistakes made on a marriage license are typically noticed right away, a couple may be able to use that copy as their keepsake, unless it's specifically marked as a copy to be sent to the courts. Again, another great reason to review the court instructions is they do vary greatly by county. So the key here is really to make sure that the copy or the copies that are sent to the county clerk's office are without mistakes. So hiring a professional wedding officiant is really a great way to avoid simple mistakes from being made on a marriage license. And that's because we understand the legal responsibility that we have for your marriage. Uh, most of us have experience completing hundreds of marriage licenses from multiple counties. And we know the county clerk um, most often on a first name basis. And that means you can be confident that your marriage license, which is the most important piece of your wedding day, is in great hands. So I'm hoping that I have helped you with the most common wedding nightmares. Hopefully I've helped you prevent them from happening to you on your big day. Um, if you have any questions, I'd love for you to reach out to me. Um, you are welcome to leave a comment below. Um, you're also welcome to message me with any questions or concerns that you have. Um, if you have maybe some nightmares uh, of your own that I haven't included in this episode, I'd love to hear them. And as a professional officiant, I'd love to be able to give you um, my advice on how you can make truly your day the best day ever. Hey, thanks again for joining me for today's episode. I hope that you found it helpful as you plan your wedding. For more information on the work that I do as officiant, pre-marriage coach, or honeymoon specialist, I'd love for you to head on over to www.brookswedingceremonies.com.